Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. I'm going to share something a bit uh, complicated but simple. So, and I'm going to say a lot of things in a very short time. But, so I bear that you, I ask that you bear with me. Is that okay? Romans chapter 11. Verse 1. If you're there, you say amen. amen. Eh, that was first. Some of you are there by faith. Eh? Let's read. One, two, three, let's read. I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thine prophets and dig down thine altars, and I'm left alone and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men. Who have not bowed their knee to the image of Baal. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's amazing the indifference on Elijah. You understand? It's very amazing the indifference on Elijah. Even though Elijah was a prophet, there was a certain vision or there was a certain realm he could not see in. You get it? You see, even when you start to see in the spirit realm, there are certain realms you that are primarily accessible in your lives, but then the certain realms, certain people are not acquainted to. For example, when you look at this little boy called Samuel, the Bible says he had God call him, and he did not know God called. But that was a realm Eli, Eli was acquainted to. Eli knew this was God speaking. It wasn't just a boy voice. So I can say that Samuel had had God, but he did not know that he was God. In other words, he did not have the most accurate acquaintance to the voice of God, not in how audible it is to his soul, but in the accuracy of it as a land to eternal truth. You understand what I'm saying? So I can say that Samuel as well had God, but he did know how God talks. He finds a man who was acquainted to a certain realm, and that man knows how God speaks even though God no longer speaks to that man. So he remained with the experience of the realm, but without the access to the voice in the realm. It happens. You get it? Now we see a similar situation here. Elijah is a prophet of God. He can cast, get water, I mean fire up and then it burns. He can kill every Baal prophet. He has a ranking in the spirit that can shake the role of Israel. But there's a certain indifference that he has. You get it? There's a certain indifference that he, he has. He pulled down every kind of altar of Baal. He killed, I think, more than 300 and something Baal prophets. 
he was a guy who knew that I can call God down and fire comes and it had to come. He was that level of the anointing. But there were certain things the man of God was not acquainted to and that was the vision for divine purpose attached to the mind of God pertaining his ministers and the Christian and the people then. Let me use the word people then because we're not Christians. eh? So he runs away and he tells God, oh, I've run away. Why? Because everybody, every prophet in Israel has been killed. But you see, this guy I'm talking about also has some acquaintances to the spirit realm. I, I want you to understand this. But his functions were more in a place of faith as is to demonstrate the life of the spirit world. But there's a certain knowledge he had not. Now you don't take Elijah for granted because many people are not at his level. Yet the Bible says he was a man of like passion. I respect the anointing of Elijah and Elisha entirely because those are the two prophets that function in the kingly anointing yet prophets. That's why you find them in Kings. It's not the book of Elijah. It's not the book of Elisha. It is the kings. They had a certain anointing. They could float axes, raise the dead. You go through the history of the church and you realize there was the prophets of all, the Nehemiahs, Jeremiahs, they never did such miracles. They were just speaking forth the things that should come. They were just speaking as revelation knowledge hit their spirits. Hallelujah. But these guys were unique. Praise the Lord. And he, I think when I look at Elisha, I can say that he probably had about, you know, even in hearing, there are four dimensions. Now, I'm not trying to complicate. I can give you an example. There are four dimensions. But I can, and, and all of those directions, those dimensions are aligned to the truth of God pertaining why he makes men hear him. You understand what I mean? And I can say that in the scriptures, there are about probably three dimensions of hearing that are mentioned of Elijah. Elijah as a prophet. You see, there's... The level of him hearing God's give instruction pertaining something. There's also a level of him hearing the, the natural things. You get it? You remember the story of, of, of the servant when they wanted water? And, I mean rain. He tells the guy, go and what? See. And the guy goes and sees and sees nothing. Seven times the Bible says Elijah prayed. Am I, am I right? Now, but the scriptures tell us that on the seventh time he sent back the servant... And the servant saw, and he came and said, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. This is what he saw. The man of faith, he didn't say, get everything up so we can move. No, no. The man of faith said that I hear the voice of a mighty one. Of a mighty what? Rain. Even though this one was seeing a little hand there in the clouds. Eh? The Bible says, and... Uh-huh. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. There is a place where the servant of God sees a hand, eh? and there's a place where the prophet hears the abundance of rain. Who understands what I mean? When that man is in that level of hearing, for example, he doesn't need to see too much to testify that God is about to move. He needs a small clue because by the time the clue comes, he has had abundance. Who understands what I'm saying? By the, time, by the time the sign comes, he has had too much abundance. Because his testimony is not after what you've seen in the clouds. His testimony is the spirit which is carried in the heavenlies. It's the spirit which is carried in the clouds. 
and he meets Mimba's clouds. And he hears the abundance of rain. And he comes back with a testimony and says, For I hear the abundance of the sound of rain. That's another place of hearing. Where everything that you see can have a very distinctive explanation. Even however small. When a man starts to walk that life in the spirit, you realize that you need a few clues to confirm that you're hearing God. Who understands what I'm saying? You realize that you need a few clues to confirm that you are hearing God. A certain man of God I know one time said that one time he wanted to hold a meeting somewhere, a great meeting. And when he was praying like this, he said he felt a wind blow on him and he knew it was okay. He, the, that doesn't mean that because he felt a wind blow on him, that was enough to get divine instruction. I'm only saying that he must be at a place where he can hear the abundance of rain deeper than just the simplest arm in the cloud. That arm in the cloud was just a sign. There is a place where the signs just have to follow them which believe. The signs are not the ones that are proof that we are. The signs are those which follow the line of faith that hears the abundance of rain before it happens. That is what sits in the heart of a man one day to feel and say, one day I'll be great. And they just see a few signs, a few signs. But when they tell you, hey, you look to be clever, they don't just say, ah, no. It's for, him, for that person, it's a very, very small hand in the cloud. He, he has had an abundance of the things you're speaking. That's the essence of the New Testament experience. The New Testament experience is not supposed to learn something new in the spirit realm. The New Testament prophet ought to confirm what is already in your spirit. Hallelujah. Because now, the Bible says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, so are they, the children of God. So by the time the prophetic comes, it already comes, finds a stable spirit that can confirm what is already affirmed already in your soul that you are. Before I tell you you're going to be a preacher, you should know that you are. Before I tell you that you're going to be great, you should know that you are. Before I tell you that you're going to shake this world, you should know that you are. You get it? Such that, hey, you understand, understand what I'm saying because that's also another level of hearing. Therefore, but that's for another time. Praise the Lord. Four facets of hearing. But anyways, come to the story. But there was a part of hearing Elijah did not have, and that he was, he could not actually locate or see that there was actually a 7,000 people which had not bowed their heads to bow. There were 7,000 prophets that did not flee when Elijah fled. You get it? So when he flees and runs away, there are 7,000 guys who don't need to run because they are too hid to Ahab. But also understand that also when Ahab looks back, she realizes, she realizes that she didn't see them. She's looked around Israel and realized there are no 7,000. That's why I told people, the anointing to be kept from something that sees you is less the anointing to be kept from something that can't see you. Who understands what I'm saying? I mean to say, it's one thing when cancer sees you and it comes to attack you. It's another when cancer comes and can't find you. Says, listen, the Bible says that in my day of trouble, you shall hide me. You shall hide me in your day of, of trouble. Some of you, you're too visible in the spirit realm. Even the devil can locate you anytime you're somewhere, you can know that this is this. You understand, friend, to tell you. Yet the Bible says that the servants of God are like a wind, for you knoweth not where it bloweth or where it goeth, but you feel it, baby. It has to be felt. You have to get to a point where you can change form. And camouflage in the presence of the devil. Who understands what I'm saying? 
Let me tell you something. There's a scripture one time I, was, I read in, this, in the Bible where one time the children of Israel were under a certain attack. And when they were under a certain attack, they were few in number and the enemies were in multitudes and hundreds of thousands. And the Bible says, and the Lord caused a sound as of that of many horses and armies coming toward the enemies. So the enemies are here like this. The children of Israel are somewhere seated. And then God camouflages into horses, <laughs> chariots, armies. And before you know it, the other enemies are here. Like, <laughs> horses are coming. And the Bible says, and they all fled. Yes. That is the anointing that can bring a thief on your door. And when he just touches the door, you, you, he hears a voice saying, Oyagalachi. Yet you're sleeping. <laughs> Yet you're what? You're sleeping. There's that which causes a change of form because the redemption of the child of God must take place. It must take place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you must believe in the anointing that can make you invisible to the devil if you must. And it's possible. He can hide you in your day of trouble. And that is why my understanding about all these kinds of things is God has to take us to a place where we must change form. We must change form. We must change form. I was telling people the other day, um, on on Fonero when we prayed for people with swellings, you remember? Yeah? And uh, there was a second woman also who was healed. She didn't testify and all. And then you, you'll see a video soon of a um, little brother who was born with HIV. And then he was supposed to bring the boy in that very meeting. And you remember when I made a statement and said that that swelling is bigger than HIV virus. I mean to say if a swelling can disappear out of your body, virus is smaller. The, the, the power that destroys, if it is the same, it will destroy the virus quicker than the swelling. You get the concept? So, after service, I went out like this, and then I found the little boy, and then I hugged him like this. See, let me, let me explain the form I took on. I said, HIV, you can't be near me. You can't imagine what me I was thinking I became. I think somebody around here understands what I'm saying. You, you see, I got the boy, I said, HIV, you can't come nigh me. You, you know when the Bible says that a thousand shall fall at one side, and ten thousand, but none of those things shall in any means. Do you know the form you would have carried on? And I said, I curse you out. Get out of this boy. And now he's negative. <laughs> Even if you don't clap, it's your problem, it's not mine. God heals HIV too. You will see the video soon of the young man testifying and the managa. With God, all things are possible. You must learn to take on a certain form when you meet the devil. You must learn to take on a certain what? Form. That day I didn't move with my driving permit and then I parked. A certain policeman. I parked. He told me, how are you? I told him, fine, how are you? He told me, is your driving permit here? I told him I don't have it. He says, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, 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 ah. You know when a guy is looking for fees. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. 
really, it's not, ah, 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 you didn't move with it. He says, ah, 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 my son needs fish. You get it, that kind of. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And he looked at me and said, how can you drive without a driving permit? I told him, I'm sorry, I don't have it. He said, no. The point is, you got receipt book. How can you drive without it? I said, now this guy, if I minister with him on this level, he will not understand. I changed form. I told him, look at me, look at me, sir. He looked at me. I told him, I am a man of God. He said, God bless you. <laughs> oh, what did he see? That's who you are. That's who you are. So you must take on a form. And the moment, listen, the moment, the moment, listen, the moment you learn that concept, you realize that the spirit world responds to forms. Because it's manifold wisdom. And that's why it says in Ephesians that this manifold wisdom was given to the church to the intent that now to the principalities and powers and dominions of this world, they might learn who God is by us. That means that we can take on a certain form by the wisdom of God and the devil learns, oh, so this is it. This is who. You see, when the Bible says, which manner of man is this that the sea should obey him? What do you think the, the real question is? He has taken on a certain form that causes the seas to hear. And this was a mystery which was hid from the edges, pastor, now revealed Christ in you. The hope of glory. Do, do you know what that means? Do, do, sometimes there's, you know, it's one thing when, when you're speaking from a primary understanding. It's another when you start to experience a certain life. Sometimes I think of these scriptures and I, I scream a bit and people don't understand me. Not because I'm stubborn or what. No, no, no. But because there's, there are certain things that are too hard to fathom. You think, if Jesus walked on water, what are you waiting for? It should never be hard that you drowned. It should never be hard that you drowned. How? I also don't know. I just know it should never be hard that you drowned. Somehow there must be a certain way you change a certain form and at least float. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because this is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Of course, some people say, hey, now I don't know where he's going. Doesn't you know we are human beings? Exactly. Even Jesus was human being, but 100% God. And that is the essence of the new creature. There are things that must not happen to you because you are born again. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because you are born again. Hallelujah. So, as you start to grow in the gospel and in God, you realize that Salvation is a supernatural world revealed physical to the man while he's still in the flesh. That's salvation. Such that when a man wants to look for the other realm of it, me, I told people one time, some people disturbed a woman with witchcraft and I gave them a date. I told them in September, everyone who touched witchcraft to be witch is going to run mad. And when they run mad, they're going to come in your compound and do their madness in their compound. September day reached and every guy who ever did witchcraft that day whether they were where they the spirit of God led them in one place like this and then they started moving around like this ooh, ooh. so the woman said to call me they're here what should I do I tell them let them run a bit ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. and they say ah, 
isn't that witchcraft? It is cult. Of course, Jesus is the master witch doctor. He said, whatever you buy in Muluganda, the moment I say that I've who understands what I'm saying the moment I say that it must the moment I release it doesn't matter who has but Christians are bewitched their eyes turn yellow their noses go their side and then you look at them ah, man we're not supposed to be like that we're not supposed to be like that If they have a level of sorcery, we have a level of the anointing. We have a level of there. One time a woman called me and told me, Apostle Grace, I never believed in witchcraft in my life. Until one day, somebody stood in front of my house and told me nobody is going to enter that house. Have bewitched it. The person spoke it with their mouth. And she had rentals. They entered every house on that line of rentals for years and nobody could rent that house. It was at Machindi. They could enter any rental for years and nobody could enter that particular house. She told me, come. I visited her. She brought me Mirinda Fruity. So I took my Mirinda fruit. You know when you feed the prophet. <laughs> One time I was in Tanzania. I'm gonna to come to that, but I want to prove that point. One time I was in Tanzania, and then they were they invited us, a certain family invited us for a meal. And while they invited us, there was this woman who said, I also want some of them to come. Then the other one said, no, they are all mine. You know, they decided to fight for us, eh? <laughs> Anointing things. So, we entered this woman's house, and then I saw, you know, we first entered the woman's house, the one which invited us, and then we saw food. I said, man, Dakasha. You know, there's something sometimes you love to be a man of God, because... <laughs> The Jews could heal cancer. It was just thick. Do you understand that? The chicken, I don't know. It's, I think that been fed on Java's. I don't know. Everything was just wonderful. And then while we sat to eat, the other woman had also cooked a cross. And when we sat like this, and then he said, who could, should go the other side? I told guys, this is what I've seen. And then the spirit spoke very audibly and said, Grace Rubega, get up and cross. I said, say what? <laughs> he said, get up and cross. I told the guys, me, I'm going this side. <laughs> In that attitude. So I crossed over to this woman's house. And then three people followed me. Isn't the Jews always like, what? Food was also say name come. Anyway, we ate joyfully, finished. After the meal, the Lord told me the husband left three months ago. Oh I say Chandarab. You know when you hear God, there's a way you 
as in whether you want or you don't want I had So we finished eating. I even took my time to speak what I told her. Your husband left three weeks, three months ago. <laughs> and I said, yeah, accurate man of God, accurate. <laughs> I told her he's coming back this week. He, eh, man. That very week, they just saw the man bring him back. His... <laughs> you know, like a rebellious guy being punished. <laughs> so it's good to feed prophets. <laughs> In a good sense. Praise the Lord. So anyway, back to the story. I, I moved out after the Mirinda Fruity. That was the feeding I got. No chicken, no nothing. So. <laughs> and then we went to the house. As long as the Lord leaves, I saw a demon on the door like this. And it had stood there that long. I didn't know it was the very reason why the woman's house was. Now, I can't explain it to somebody and they understand, except me which saw. I saw this dark, long creature standing on the door like this. I saw it from afar. And then I just went on that door, like this, and did imaginative composition. I said, leave the door. Leave the door. I opened this door in the name of Jesus. The next day, 7 p.m., somebody had paid. The next day, 7 a.m., sorry, not p.m., a.m. in the morning, somebody... Woke up, now they're like on a remote control looking for houses. Yasula Bubi. 7 a.m., not P, a.m. Why? Because for us, when we, even if you pray in a certain way, it can't work. And when we release it, what? It works. There has to be a point where the Christian must celebrate being born again. Not of flesh and blood, but of the Holy Ghost. Family castles, Smanya, they bewitched us. How can they bewitch you? The dead. I told people one day of a story that there's one man who inspired me. He was a prophet, I'll never forget him. They sent Magini to him, witchcraft. Then he, the demons came and he told them, Go and bring me those who sent you. The demons went and fetched them. He locked them up in a room and told them, I'm not going to give you food until you confess that Christ is Lord. He stabbed them for two and a half days and they all got born again by force. Then I said, yeah, this is my kind of person. By the time somebody thinks to send something on you, they first think not twice, uh, seven times, a hundred times, I don't know. They must lose peace and appetite if they want to plot for you. They don't just plot for you, far. You say that we are a fire. Do you know what it means? We are a fire. Can you be witch fire? Can you send witchcraft on fire? Can't. That's who we are. Tell anybody that's who we are. Praise the Lord Jesus. So anyway, back to my point. There's a point I needed to make. When you learn to brand yourself in the spirit realm, you realize that the things of the spirit respond to your form. They respond to your form. They respond to your form. 
when you enter, the moment, even if you're still a taxi kind of person, the moment you get out of that taxi like this and stand, stand like you're the richest thing walking Kampala. You get what I'm telling you? Walk like you're the deepest man there has ever been. Okay, there can be other deep guys. You create your own world of deepness. Take on a form. Tell your neighbor, take on a form. Take on a form. For as a man, thinker, so is he. There's a principle that manifests your thought life. It's just obvious. Hallelujah. It's called meditation. Yeah, I told people. Eh? Even before I bought a car, I had already driven it. You understand what I mean? I had already what? Driven it. I used to sing and sing. In my head, me, I'm driving my car. You can't remove it. That's why you guys were still in taxi. You're there by option. It's choice. You just... You understand? Until it happens. I hear you believe in God for marriage. Stop. Start shopping. Hey! Start what? Shopping. Go try yourself on some dresses like photos put them on whatsapp you will see what will happen hallelujah tell anybody it's working it's not excitement it's the thing it's working hallelujah sweet so elijah assumes that there are no people yet there are men which are hid by God entirely entirely by by God now the next verse of the Romans where we were 11 verse 4 he says but what saith the answer of God unto him he said I've reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee listen to the image of Baal even so then at this present time also there's a remnant according to the election of grace and he says, if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. You get it? Give me the, the same from in the King James from the fifth version. I mean, fifth verse, sorry. Message version. Fifth verse. He says, it is the same. Uh-huh. There is a very loyal minority. Uh-huh. Still not many, perhaps, but probably more than you think. They're all elected by grace. Uh They are what? They're holding on not because of what they think they're going to get out of it, but because they are convinced of God's grace and purpose in choosing them if they were only thinking of their own immediate self-interest. They would have what? They would have gone long ago. We're in this thing because we have a certain understanding. Tell your neighbor, we have a certain understanding. <laughs> Let me read for you a certain portion of scripture and speak a few sensitive statements. Romans 9, 27. Let's read 27. Uh-huh, let's read. Esaias also what? Christ concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, uh-huh, a remnant shall be saved. Uh-huh. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness because a short work will Lord make upon the earth 
As Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodoma and been made like unto Gomorrah. Next verse. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles which followed not after righteousness, attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is not of which is of faith, sorry. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Let's read again from 30. Message. Uh-huh. Let's read the message version. Huh? How can we sum this up? Uh-huh. All those people who didn't seem interested in what God was doing actually embraced what God was doing as he straightened out their lives. Uh-huh. And Israel, who seemed so interested in reading and talking about what God was doing, missed it. Why? How could they miss it? Because instead of trusting God, they took over. They were absorbed in what they were doing themselves. They were so absorbed in their God projects that they didn't notice God right in front of them like a huge rock in the middle of the road. And so they stumbled into him and went sprawling. Praise the Lord. The place where men start their own and take over instead of trusting God. Let me say a few sensitive things. When Noah had three sons, one was Japheth, another one was Ham, and another one was Shem. Ham was the last boy. One time, Ham saw his father drunk and naked. Who remembers that? And when he saw the father drunk and naked, he laughed and scorned at the father. And the scriptures say, when he laughed and scorned at the father, he despised his father. And then the two brothers came and then covered the, the father. When Noah woke up, the Bible says he got to know what the son had done. And he said, cast be Canaan. He cast the seed of Ham. You get it? Now, the same spirit and of, of, of Canaan. Canaan was like probably the last born of Ham. But the first born was Cush or Kush, but it's Cush. From where you get the Cushites. From where you find the Ethiopians. Eh? You get it? They are Cushites. Now, of the sons of Cush, there was, he had Mizfar, he had a guy called um, Foot, a P-H-U-T. Then he had another son called Nimrod. Nimrod was the son of Cush. Now, Nimrod, the Bible tells us that he was the mindset behind the building of Babel. Praise the Lord Jesus. Genesis 10. Let's begin from verse 8. And Cush, uh-huh, begot Nimrod. And he began to be a mighty one in the earth. And he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, verse 10. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Neresh and Achad and Kalne in the land of Shinar. He is the one who started what you call Babel. From where we get the word Babylon. You get it? And the word Babylon... Translated as mingling or mixing or confusing. The place of confusion. The Bible says they built up a tower. And when they did build up that tower, the Bible says that the Lord came and confounded their languages. Because then the Bible says that the earth was with one language and one speech. And God says, these having one language and one speech. 
There is nothing that they think about shall be impossible with them. The one language, place, and speech gave them an ability to have possibility for everything. Nothing was impossible. And nothing is impossible for men which have the same language and speech in the spirit. Who understands up to that level? Now, Nimrod began in Babylon, okay? Even though originally it looks like a city, originally city, Babylon was a system. Babylon is not only a system, it is, it is a religion of order. And there was a spirit of the world called Babylon that translated itself into what you want to call religion. But because it was from the same seed and root, it had a certain way it related with every man who ascribed to that particular religion. Now, many Christians are not very good readers, so to speak. Therefore, there are certain things that many people are not even aware about when it comes to the religions of this world or the belief systems of this world. You get it? And because there is no understanding of the belief systems of this world, we can't actually tell the spirit of this world from the spirit which is of Christ. Because there's a very big part of what you call the Christian faith, which is after the spirit of Babylon. You get it? He would not have said in the book of Revelations, as the Bible says, that come ye out. I think it's Revelation 18 verse 4. He says, come out of Babylon, my people. They were my people. They are Christians. They are not unbelievers. Who understands what I'm saying? They're not what? They are believers, but they are in a certain system. So it's very possible for a born-again Christian to be in a Babylonian system or school of thought. Now, if, if you will ever be a student and one time want to research, go make a research on Nimrod, Isis, or a guy they call Osiris, and a certain goddess of vegetation called Tammuz. Eh? You'll be so surprised that Nimrod, Isis, Tammuz, the basic demon lines and salt are the very things that rule the religions of the world. And you realize that there's a place where certain belief systems can be joined together. And have a certain point of agreement. You get it? You see, a man can wear something in the, in the neck and start to use it to pray. And then you find it in another belief system also, and they also use it to pray. But they don't know at what point did it become a place to give direction of prayer. You, you get what I'm trying to tell you? And some people, they don't want to know. It's, it's different if they want to know, no. Some even feel offended to know. Because the spirit on them cannot allow them to go down to really dig. Why is this so? Why is it that in that very religion they burn incense and in this very religion we burn incense? What, what is the connection? You're going to run to tell you. When you read all through the whole line of where we come from, the worship of the moon god, they call it the moon god, the thing you see on that mosque, eh? and all these kinds of things, it's the same spirit that worships the sun. It's the same spirit of Nimrod. You get it? But there is one thing I have noticed with all of these schools of thought. They all have a distinctive legal system in ministration. They're all legal. Sharia law. But you see, you have to think with me and ask yourself, why? Because they know the principle behind is that with, by the law, no flesh can be justified. So if we want to cause rebellion to men which can and are seeking justification, we must put in them a system that can throttle justification and it's by ministering the law. Very obvious. Ah, who understands what I'm saying? If, if, I want to, if I want to bring perversion in, in a country, eh? 
And I realized the only way I can bring perversion in you is to make you rebellious. And I realized that I can minister the law to you. And the Bible says in Corinthians 15 that the strength of sin is the law. I can actually strengthen sin by bringing the law. So on my pulpit, I of the outside line tell you, don't sleep around. But in the back end, I'm actually telling you, it's the only way I can make sure you sleep around. Who understands what I'm saying? So, in there now, we can create religious systems. You read from Islam, Roman Catholicism, Kabbalism, all of those things. They are all legal in their own way. Because they want to get rid, like we read. They want to get rid of trusting entirely in God to work in you. And put a place where the man must take over their life. Such that you celebrate having not stolen. Such that you think you did not steal because you're too strong not to steal. You understand? And when you're in the place where you think you're too strong to steal, the scripture said, take heed. For when you think you stand, list you for. Because at this particular point, it is not you standing. It's a spirit in you convincing you that you can stand. Yet the Christian faith can't boast of standing saved by Christ. Who understands? So, that very spirit of religion created the laws as there is in different various religions. There are people there who think, if I don't do this, this is not going to happen. If I do this, this is going to happen. It is to that spirit that can get on a young man, born in a very natural family setting, put bombs on his head and be convinced that if he blows you up, God will give him many women in heaven. It's written in the Quran that you, you inherit a bed of very cute women and a blessing. You get what I'm trying to tell you? This I say because I've read the Quran. So, how can a man by that mindset put a bomb on himself and get on a little three-year-old boy and not care? Look at the guys who blew the Twin Towers. Do you really think they gave a damn whether there was a Muslim or not? No. Reward. If you die in jihad, you go straight to? You get it? So, when, when we bust a religion that seeks to do, to get approval, you get what I'm trying to tell you, it's the very spirit of the world. It is why men want to be popular, pop stars. There are certain things they must do to be. The very spirit, the deception of this is it means you're not. So you start to work for what you already are. The dog is chasing the tail. You get it? You have it, but you think that you don't have it because your mouth can't reach it. So you realize that ancient Babylon is the very, very spirit that rules in many of our religious circles. That's why you realize when you start to go up there in some of these systems, you find too much evil. Too much evil. Unbelievable. And then you realize that that's the spirit that creeps into the institutions, starts effect on the politics, everything, and starts to have a certain effect on many things. Our entertainment, our financial world. Today, a guy can't do business straight. You get what I'm trying to tell you? But you see, the whole system is one. It's just a system of wickedness. But it cannot be infiltrated into, I mean, it cannot be affected and brought to, 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 to life if you do not give it a fuel that can bring it to life. And some, to the simplicity of it, don't actually understand that the letter kills. So the devil entered their Bible and got the letter and killed their sons every other day. And they know nothing. But you look at Christians who every time they tend to seek God, the most stuff negative happens to them. 
As in, the more they love God, the more problems they have. The more they pray, the more, you get it? So it's as though the more they draw to God, even though salvation was supposed to be simple, it became a complicated story. The more older they become in the gospel, the more complicated certain things are. And I told people yesterday when I was sharing some, I told them it's one thing when the brook dries when you're old, but it's another when the brook dries when you're younger. Because there are people who are 27, 25, but the brook dried long ago. The place to find the spirit of God to minister in them died because the spirit of this world put them on a list of things they had to do and they failed to attain up to this day and they've refused the free grace of God. So you look at the sons and daughters of the gospel and they look like slaves. They have a spirit of slavery on them. They have a spirit of slavery on them. Everything must come the hard way. Everything, even their celebrations, are through too much strife. You see Christians never having anything easy. Everything must come hard. For them, they will never understand that you can simply believe on the Lord Jesus and you're healed. No, you must add on this, you must add on that, you must add on that. And then, you know, everything starts to... So, you all have lists of things that you've tried to do in your life and you've done all of it. And still a guy comes to the pastor and tells him, I've prayed, I've fasted, I've done everything. How come I'm not increasing? The answer is simple. You're under a spirit that can never increase you. It's of this world. It will make you compete until you die. And you'll never attain. So if you think that you're going to move at the speed of this world, this world will make you too slow because it deals under certain conditions that you can never deal under. There is a man who will ship in stuff and refuse to pay taxes. When you're paying, you worry. You better give the other things to God. But you can't survive in that system. When men appeal, I mean, a guy gets a kid and sacrifices their kid for money. And a Christian can't tithe. Firstborn, by the way. Favorite son. Anyway, so when the spirit of this world came unto us, even the things which were preached unto us, they were not preached unto us because they were seeking at a place to establish us in the knowledge which is of Christ. They were just there enough to tickle our fancy, to appeal to our minds and tickle them enough to know, eh? This is this. But really, when you get inside there, they're just shadows of the real thing. The substance which was Christ was not revealed. So the place of knowledge in the average Christian minister, you just look and and, and wind and say, where were these men? Where were these women? You might never understand this. But I want to submit to you that every time a man gives foot to the legal spirit, that man submits themselves to Babylon as a spirit because you will never be made justified through the law. There is nothing you could ever do to please God because the truth of the matter is God is already pleased with you. You are trying to tell him that he's not. You're refusing his pleasure for you and putting it aside for you to create your own way of how you should please him. You're telling him, ah, ah, your your please, ah, ah. I don't want that kind of your pleasure. You take it away. Don't be happy with me. Me, I want to create something that can make you happy with me. You get what I'm trying to tell you? So, we refuse to trust on the Lord, which began the good work in us and shall see to accomplishment of the day of Christ. And then we start to put our trust in what we can do to move God. And that is what they've taught us all of these years. We fasted. 
Then they said, Katonda, Katonda, The people even go in prayer mountains and they don't even know what they're doing there. You find a guy in prayer mountain every day, every day. The other sister, the other sister came and told me, three men came and found me in prayer mountain, and all of them told me that, that I am their wife. I told her about don't know he says, they that seek the Father must seek him in spirit and in truth. If you are in the spirit and you are in truth, whether you are in La Bonita or you're in a taxi or you're in a bathroom, you can just saka la bara, zile marabaka, riba zakatakala, mireba, and then things start to work for you. No, that we had to put laws for you to attain. And then the few people who had gifts in our generation, they came with rules. If you want to walk in the anointing, get a pen. <laughs> then you get your pen. Then they start to narrate things. And then you do them and then it doesn't work. Christians have tried everything. Many of these people you see here, eh? look at your neighbor. They've tried everything. <laughs> so some pastors here understand what I'm saying. You've tried everything. But it just doesn't Work. You went, they called you to pray, you went to prayer. They called you to fast, you went to fast. They called you to a certain prophet, you went to that prophet's life, you sat there, it didn't work. You went to another woman of God, you sat there, it didn't work. You went to another church, you sat there, it didn't work. Then you went to another prayer meeting, it didn't work. You to so they start to seek Obramo. They start to seek what they already have. You understand? They, I want the anointing. Oh, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the glory might be of the Lord. Now according to him which is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which you ask or think according to the working power that worketh in me. It is inside it is not in a special man of God it is not in the man of God it is not in apostle grace his is his, it's his alone it can only bring you here but it can't buy you supper you have to get on your wall and say makaraba you say that out of me shall flow rivers of living water Amazingly, they even sing these songs without knowledge. They sang. Zoe, Jehovah God. Mama, 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 mama. Mama, mama, mama. Uganda, Kenya, Rwanda, Africa. Asia, gold, silver, diamond, all things are mine. Wait, 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 wait. The man of God told them for the simplicity of these things. All things are yours. All 
says, listen, whether Paul, that is the revelation on Paul, Toto. That means when you read the revelation of Paul, it's inside you. Paul is speaking you. He says you are an epistle known and read by all men. Do you know what it means? It means there's a place in the spirit where the sultan of Saudi Arabia can read you. The only challenge is when you get to that level, he sees you as a third world Ugandan trying to believe God for a job and sending CVs on the internet. When the Bible says that you are our epistles known and read by all men. There is a grace that has drawn all men to the knowledge of apostle grace. Put your name. That there is my window. The moment they open to guess, I must take on a certain form. It says that when they look at me, they don't just see a small little black guy. No. They see Randa, Raka, Sile Maranda, Sile Bara. So when, when you enter these people's lives, show them that they've not been doing anything. But some of you have a seed of humility. No, no. No. That's why even most things of sons of Zebedee. I even told God, I don't want a room in heaven. I want to be next to the guy. Share a room with Christ. Anyway, you'll understand it later. Why should I get another one? Anyway. Come out. So he says that you are written a piece known and read by all men. It opened up a world for any man to read you. The reason why kings don't come to your rising is simple. You don't look like you have an answer for kings. But the day you start to have it, the day you start to have it, even if you hide down in cover, a man will dig a well, cross a path and dig any road to get to you. Why? Because you branded your spirit. That's your price. How much do you weigh? Hallelujah. And it says that we are written epistle. Take me there. Known and read. Uh-huh. Of all men. Next verse. Uh-huh. For as much as you are manifestly uh-huh, declared to be the epistle of Christ. Uh-huh. Ministered by us. Have you heard that? Have you heard that? Ministered by us. That means when Paul says... In the beginning was the word. He's talking about you. When Paul says, and God said, he's talking about you. He, you can't talk about God and not talk about the Christian. And you can't talk about the Christian and about talking about God. He says that he that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. But how many sermons have we preached to separate men from God? Even when they go to pray, they say, yes, you are up there. Come down here and heal this child. I love the way T.L. Osborne said, 
He said, new creatures don't call fire from heaven anymore. That was Elijah. New creatures get fire out of themselves. <laughs> fire! Fire! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when the Bible says that all things are yours, all things, bandange, how can you say that I don't have a plot of land? Help me understand. How can you say that I'm not married? Ah, the Bible has said all things are yours. Whether Apollos, whether who? Paul, whether Kephas, listen, all the world, uh-huh, all things present, uh-huh, all things, you own the next HTC, the next car, the next Mercedes, the, the next, ah, uh, ah, uh, you own the next, eh, eh, you own the next, you own, eh, eh, you, that means right now there is a man thinking for you. What do you think you need in a building? A certain architect is building their head. They are not, oh, they are not building from their inspiration. No, they are building from your vision. You sit and imagine, can this happen? And then a certain architect picks it in the spirit and then starts to make it for you to buy. That means every invention and innovation is late. Or rather, it is slower. That means everything that should be invented in this life and the next is a total sum of your thoughts. The moment you start to think that there must be something like this, God will make a certain man lose appetite and sleep to start making it come to pass. You understand? If the Bible says that he gave up lives for your sake, do you know that some men even died? Because when you envisioned your future, they were not worth being there. God killed them. But now God loves us. God loves us. Let me tell you. The next innovation anywhere in the history of the world belongs to you. It belongs to you. You have the patent rights to any innovation that will come in the world. All things are yours. Why should Christians lose sleep and appetite? All things are yours. All things are yours. And you are Christ. Oh! So, Ecclesiastes 6, he says that there is an evil I've seen upon the earth, and it's common among men. It is not rare. It's common. He says, uh-huh, next verse. A man to whom God has given wealth, riches, uh-huh, wealth and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he has imagined, everything you have desired. Uh-huh. And he says, yet God giveth him not the power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. That is vanity. And it's an evil disease. Christians are suffering from that disease. And you can't take them to Mulago. You can only preach this kind of sermon. How? The word there, for God giveth not, not, them not the power, is actually translated in the Hebrew as God does not let it 
because of the consequence of their level of knowledge. It's actually the translation. Because there are certain things you don't know how to get. You're living a certain evil disease. He gave you everything that pertains unto life and godliness. He told you that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why don't you dream? Why don't you dream? Then the law came and started to, the Bible says, the law was added for transgression. It can only bath priests with infirmity. It can only show your weakness. You can't. And grace and truth came by Jesus only to make you understand that all these things are possible through Christ who strengthens you. Embrace what God has done for you and stop wasting time taking over the godly business and building your own godly projects instead of allowing God. That's why me. Do, do, do you know why our meetings are growing so big? I wake up in the morning and I think, thank you. Thank you. Because La Bonita is full. Thank you. I just thank. Oh, with thanksgiving, make your requests. He didn't say, with requests, make thanksgiving. No, no, no. He said, with thanksgiving. Oh, do you understand what I mean? If, if you want to get married, start to thank God for that man who is humble, he's handsome, God-loving. My God, I thank you because I'm getting married that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. The lame are walking, the blind are seeing, the dead are raised, the deaf hear. We are increasing on every side you shall comfort me the lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places I am rich today, I'm rich tomorrow I'm rich next day I'm poor, I'm proud, I'm handsome speaks of the things that are not as though they are let the weak say let the blind say let the poor say for that is what the Lord has done and it is good he promised to do me good he promised to do me good all the days of my life I am happy today I'm happy tomorrow I'm happy next month I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. Because it's entirely by grace. Let me show one portion and we close. Galatians 5. Verse 1. Ooh. Ooh. Listen to what the guy says. One, two, let's go. Stand fast, therefore, in the bondage. Uh-huh. In the liberty. Where are we? And do not. Let me ask. Let me ask. Is wealth liberty? Now remove wealth and put money. Wealth. Uh-huh. Stand therefore. 
in the wealth wherewith Christ has given you. And be not again entangled in the yoke of poverty. So, you understand? You're born rich. Stand in your wealth. You're born prosperous. You're born wise. You're born humble. You're born pure. You're born incorruptible. You're born righteous. Stand there. Don't move. Togwa. The beginning life of a Christian is to stand in where in Christ has made you free. Not to fast. You know what many Christians, when they're just born again, start to do? Generational curses. It's the next topic. They tell them, so they tell you listen to this they say the reason why you are where you are is because when you got born again you crossed with your grandfather's demon that demon has made you lose peace that demon is going to kill you if something is not done so the Lord wants to deliver you Listen, if a man is a new creation in Christ Jesus, not in Muanga, not in Sebata Surwalwasa, not in Musisi, no. He says, if a man is a new creature in Christ, the Bible says, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are. Read the next verse. It's going to annoy you. Uh-huh. And all things are of God. My hair is for God. My nails are for God. My eyes are for God. My appetite is for God. My clothes are for God. My legs are for God. My heart is for God. My car is for God. My house is for God. All things are God's. So, if I... God coughed. If I whoops, God sneezed. <laughs> if I preach, if I buy a house, close your eyes and look at yourself in the spirit like this. And say, Serena, when charm. Listen. Stop looking for what you already have. Least you get into Babylon and get into the spirit of competition to win what you already won. And that's transgression. The Bible says if I build the very things I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Come out of that world enter the world where all things are yours enter the world where your labors are in rest you're not laboring to rest he says we which have believed let me prophesy this this year many things are going to come so easy That the people who are related with you are going to stop to understand you. Why? Because Jehovah God will work in you both to 
will and to do according to his good pleasure i don't know who i'm speaking to but if you have been struggling in any way whether sin whether money whether relationship whether marriage whether children i don't know whether you're barren whether you are i don't make i don't understand what i want to speak in your life and tell you that today you live struggle i mean today you live struggle and if it be true that this word came from the lord some of you are going to see how quickly certain things are going to come things will not come hard for you that i decree in the name of jesus you're not going to struggle to get a job you're not going to struggle to buy anything you're not going to struggle to walk a holy life you're not going to struggle in anything all things are going to come is the truth of the matter is there is no reason to compete for what you already have and it is done in the name of Jesus somebody raise your voice and start to speak crazy things raise your voice and start to speak certain things take one minute wait 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 even the guys who are giving wait you can give after you can give after after listen take two minutes and speak crazy things I, i'm going to call them your two crazy minutes one two three let's go speak crazy speak crazy speak crazy things speak crazy things things don't speak things that you can do don't think big things that any man can do
looking at the richest people on the surface of the earth. You're looking at the most healthy people on the surface of this earth. The most knowledgeable men on the surface of this earth. The wisest people you could ever see. The deepest people you could ever reach. The highest guys you could ever go. You're looking at the most blessed men on the surface of this earth. And yes, they will walk holy lives in Jesus' name. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.